the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. During his reign on the earth, there'll be no more corruption. There'll be no more tyranny, no more violence, no more oppression, no more war. There'll be perfect justice, righteousness on the earth under the rule of King Jesus. And so when we look at the world that we're living in, and we look at what's happening and how bad it looks, we have to remember that God has a plan for this world and that this isn't the end of the story and that his plan will unfold one day. His plan will come to pass according to his word. Do you dig deeply into the news where you live? How about national or world news? Things seem to be getting worse and like running down a hill, harder to bring to a stop. People have said for years that things are the worst they've ever seen, and they might be right. It's hard to conjure up any hope. But as you'll hear in Pastor Dan's teaching today, God gave a hopeful message to the Israelites even as they were on the path to being taken into captivity. Like them, God has a word of hope for you, too. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Micah, chapter 2, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. He said, it cannot be emphasized too strongly that the primary reason for the rise of the order of false prophets was the unpopular character of the message of the true prophets. Every age has those who are more eager for the approval of men rather than the praise that comes from God, and our age is surely no exception. It just was a more popular message because it appealed to the flesh and it appeals to the sin nature. And at the same time, you're always going to have teachers that are seeking the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now, that brings us to verse 12 and verse 13. This has been kind of a pretty doom and gloom message up to now, hasn't it? Well, now in verse 12, God gives us hope. The country of Israel is going down the tubes. As we've seen here in Micah. But that's not the end of the story. There's hope. There's a future for the people of Israel. And for us, the application for us, the days we live in are very unsettling days. Things seem to be heading the wrong direction in the world. We may be on the verge of World War Three. But at the same time, the Bible tells us God's plan for this world and God's plan for us, his people, the church. And we know from Scripture that Christ will one day descend in the clouds and take his church to heaven in the rapture of the church. And the rapture's imminent. Jesus Christ could come for his church at any moment for his church. Wouldn't that be wonderful before we even say amen to be in the presence of the Lord? 
The Bible says in a moment in the twinkling of an eye will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And Paul says, comfort one another with these words. The Lord's coming back for his church. It should be a comfort to us as believers. We should comfort one another with that reminder. The Lord could come today. If not today, maybe tomorrow he'll come. And we know from the Bible that there will be a time of tribulation on the earth like nothing the world has ever seen. And at the end of the tribulation, Jesus Christ will return and great power and glory to the earth and establish his kingdom on the earth. And the Bible tells us that we will return from heaven with him to the earth at that time when Jesus returns to reign over all the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. And we'll be with him. And during his reign on the earth, there'll be no more corruption. There'll be no more tyranny, no more violence, no more oppression, no more war. There'll be perfect justice, righteousness on the earth under the rule of King Jesus. And so when we look at the world that we're living in and we look at what's happening and how bad it looks, we have to remember that God has a plan for this world and that this isn't the end of the story. And that his plan will unfold one day. His plan will come to pass according to his word. And here in verses 12 and 13, God gives the good news for Israel. And God jumps ahead to the future when Israel is restored. Let me just read verses 12 and 13 for us. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob, all of you, both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. And they shall make a loud noise because of so many people. And the one who breaks open will come up before them and they will break out and they'll pass through the gate and go out by it. And their king will pass before them with the Lord. Notice it's in all capital letters, Yahweh, with the Lord at their head. And here the Lord is looking ahead. And he's looking ahead, not to the restoration of Israel after the captivity. He's even looking beyond that. He's looking ahead to the restoration of Israel in the kingdom age after Jesus Christ returns to the earth and establishes his kingdom on the earth. He will assemble the remnant of Israel. You remember this timeline. You've got the crucifixion, resurrection of Jesus. And then after that begins the church age, the church age ends with the rapture of the church to heaven Sometime after the rapture of the church, you have the seven year tribulation period that begins with the Antichrist signing that covenant for seven years. That's described in Daniel chapter nine. And then you have seven years on the earth of tribulation. God pouring out his wrath upon the earth. His judgment. And then Jesus Christ comes at the end of the seven year tribulation at the battle of Armageddon. And he comes back in part, to rescue the people of Israel at that time. And then he establishes his kingdom on the earth. The kingdom age begins a thousand years with Jesus Christ ruling upon the earth and reigning as king of kings. And the earth returns to Eden-like conditions. And then after the kingdom age, you've got the great white throne judgment, the new heaven, the new earth, the eternal state. We all live happily ever after at that point. But here in verses 12 and 13, he's looking ahead to that kingdom age when Jesus Christ returns to the earth in part to rescue the remnant of Israel. And this is when he assembles the remnant of Israel that he's describing here 
in verse 12, he describes Israel as his flock. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. So he describes Israel as his flock. And we've talked about that a lot recently. Remember Ezekiel 34, God said he would come and he himself would search for his lost sheep. And he would bring his lost sheep back together, back into the fold. Speaking of Jesus Christ. Notice in verse 12, it says the sheep of the fold. And you might have a footnote in your Bible for that verse. That word fold in Hebrew is Basra. Basra. Your translation might even say Basra there. Basra can be translated as a proper name. There is a place called Basra. In the ancient world, it's located in modern day Jordan. And so some translations say Basra here instead of sheepfold. So the sheep of Basra. And it's not really clear. Is it talking about a sheepfold in general or is it talking about the sheep of Basra? Many believe it's talking about the place Basra. Again, Basra was an ancient city in modern day Jordan. Many believe it's the ancient city of Petra. Petra is shaped like a sheepfold. It has a very narrow entry and then it opens up into a very broad area and it's surrounded by mountains on every side. And so it's shaped like a sheepfold. Say that 10 times fast. So the reason I'm pointing this out is because some Bible teachers and scholars believe that this verse is telling us where the Jewish people will take refuge during the time of tribulation when they're persecuted. There's some who believe that they will take refuge in the ancient city of Basra in modern day Jordan. And when Jesus Christ returns at the end of the tribulation period, in part to rescue the remnant of Israel, he will return first to Basra in Jordan. To rescue the remnant of Israel before he goes up to the city of Jerusalem. And this kind of fits with scripture. And I want to show you a couple verses to help kind of piece this together and make it even more confusing for you. Either one, we'll see. So turn with me first of all to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24 is part of what is called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus gave this teaching to his disciples on the Mount of Olives, overlooking the city of Jerusalem. It's his second longest teaching, second only to the Sermon on the Mount. And here he's talking about the end of the age and the signs of the times of the end of the age. And he's talking about the tribulation that will come upon the earth. And here in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15, talking about the tribulation, that seven-year period that will come. Therefore... When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand the Antichrist. This world leader is going to set up a statue, an idol in the temple in Jerusalem that is yet to be built and demand that everybody worship him as God. And he says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So he tells people that are living in Judea at that time when that happens at the midpoint of the tribulation period, run for your lives and flee to the mountains. 
What mountains will they flee to? It's likely they will flee to Jordan. Those are kind of the nearest mountains for them to flee to. Again, that would fit with Basra. Basra is over in those mountains in modern day Jordan. Turn with me over to Revelation chapter 12. Now here in Revelation, the nation of Israel in chapter 12, the nation of Israel is described as a woman who gives birth to a child. That child would be the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and the persecution of the woman by the dragon, who would be Satan. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. Again, this would be in the tribulation period. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. And his tail drew a third of the stars of the heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. Remember when Jesus was born, Herod ordered the murder of all the children in Bethlehem. And she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. He's the king of kings. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman, so this is in the tribulation period, then the woman fled into the wilderness, the desert, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there 1,260 days or approximately three and a half years. So at the midpoint of the tribulation period now, which would correspond with what we just read in Matthew 24. The people of Israel flee to the wilderness. They flee to the desert to a place prepared by God where they will stay for the last half of the tribulation, the three and a half years of the tribulation. It's interesting. You don't have to turn there, but in Daniel chapter 11, verses 40 to 45, we're told that Edom, Moab, and Ammon will not come under the dominion of the Antichrist. That's all in modern-day Jordan. So Jordan is the one area that the Antichrist is not going to have dominion over during his reign, and that's where Basra is located. So now, when the Messiah returns, Jesus Christ returns at the end of the tribulation period to rescue the remnant of Israel, the scriptures indicate he returns to Basra first, then goes to Jerusalem. Turn with me back to Isaiah chapter 34. Are you guys thoroughly confused and lost by now? (laughs) Isaiah 34. Now remember with the battle of Armageddon that ends the tribulation period, all the armies of the world are going to come against Israel. 
and come against the Jewish people. And that battle is going to be the thing that prompts Jesus Christ to return to the earth to rescue Israel. And so here in Isaiah 34, verse 1, Come near you nations to hear and heed you people. Let the earth hear and all that is in it, the world, and all things that come forth from it. For the indignation of the Lord is against all nations and his fury against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to the slaughter. Also their slain shall be thrown out. Their stench shall rise from their corpses and the mountains shall be melted with their blood. All the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled up like a scroll. All the hosts shall fall down as the leaf falls from the vine, and as fruit falling from a fig tree. Look what he says in verse 5. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven, indeed it shall come down on Edom. Edom is in Jordan. And on the people of my curse for judgment For the sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made overflowing with fatness, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in, where does it say? Basra. The Lord comes down to judge the nations with his sword. And he's got a sacrifice in Basra. Look at the rest of the verse. And a great slaughter in the land of Edom. That's where Basra is located. All right, so turn with me to Isaiah 63. Isaiah 63, beginning in verse 1. Who is this who comes from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? Though this one who is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. So here, Isaiah, in this vision, he sees the Lord God coming out of Basra. I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. That's who it is. He asks, who is this? And the Lord answers, Jesus Christ answers, I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Why is your apparel red and your garments like one who treads in the winepress? The Lord Lord Jesus Christ answers, I have trodden the winepress alone and from the peoples no one was with me. For I have trodden them in my anger. I trampled them in my fury. Their blood is sprinkled upon my garments. And I have stained all my robes. For the day of vengeance is in my heart. And the year of my redeemed has come. I looked, but there was no one to help me. And I wondered that there was no one to uphold. Therefore, my own arm brought salvation for me. And my own fury, it sustained me. I have trodden down the peoples in my anger and made them drunk in my fury and brought down their strength to the earth. This is Jesus Christ coming back. Revelation 9 describes him riding on a white horse, robe dipped in blood. Not Jesus meek and mild. But Jesus coming back as a conquering king to deal with this rebellious world. And he seems to go to Basra first because here Isaiah sees him coming out of Basra with dyed garments. This one who is glorious in his apparel, it says, traveling in the greatness of his strength. I who speak in righteousness, mighty to save. And so go back with me to Micah chapter two. So it seems and it's believed by many that. Here it's talking about the remnant of Israel taking refuge in Basra 
in modern day Jordan, likely the city of Petra. That's where a lot of people place this. And when Jesus Christ returns at the end of the tribulation, he goes to Basra to rescue the flock of Israel and to bring them then up to Jerusalem. Look what it says in verse 13. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out. They will pass through the gate and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Jesus is described here in verse 13 as the one who breaks open. Jesus is the one who goes before us as our good shepherd and he breaks down every obstacle in our path. He goes before Israel here and he's going to break down every obstacle that stands in their way. It says they will break out. They'll pass through the gate. Jesus is the gate. He's the door of the sheep. We go out by him. It says their king. Look at the end of the verse. Their king will pass before them. Their king, Jesus Christ. Goes before them. Leading them out. Rescuing them. Leading them to victory. Leading them back to their homeland. Back to Jerusalem. He is the Lord, it says. Yahweh. At their head. Leading his people. That he purchased with his own blood. On the cross. Laying down his life for his sheep. And now at the end of the tribulation, when all the armies of the world are gathered against his people, he comes back. And he rescues his people and he leads them out and leads them in victory. And here Jesus is described as the breaker, the king and Jehovah who goes before his people. Isn't that awesome? It's going to be incredible to see. And if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you're going to see it one day. You're going to be right there with him. As he comes riding down out of heaven on his white horse and you'll be on your horse and you'll have your linen robe on. And if you don't know how to ride a horse, that's okay. You'll be in your glorified body. I'm sure God's got it all worked out somehow. But it's going to be awesome. And as we see the world going the way it's going. Set your heart on things above. For Christ is. And remember How the story ends. It ends with Jesus as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It ends with us saying true and righteous are your judgments. O Lord. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have through your word that one day, one day, Lord, you're going to take us to heaven. You're going to come for your bride, the church. You're going to snatch us out of here. You're going to take us to heaven, Lord. And we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Lord, we know that one day you are going to return to this earth also and establish your kingdom. You're going to rule as king of kings and Lord of lords. And the people will say, this is the one we've been looking for. This is the king that we've desired. Lord, you're the desire of all nations, even if the nations don't realize it. You're what they're desiring. You're the prince of peace. Lord, one day the government of the world will be upon your shoulder. And you will rule with perfect righteousness and justice on the earth. We thank you for that hope. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan Sexton is continuing to teach through the book of Micah verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491. 491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll be sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Micah. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.